very much for joining us tonight, both of you. Um, it's lovely to have you. I know Juliet from before and Jessica, I've just met this evening, who is both of whom are very experienced TRE uh, practitioners. So that's what we're here to talk about. I know that you're in separate parts of the world and um, are both practicing South Africa, I believe, Jessica, for you. And where are you now, Juliet? In the I'm state? in New Jersey. Are you? Were you in Florida when we last spoke? I've been kind of all over the place, but I do believe I was in New Jersey at the time. But yeah, I'm kind of between states. My husband's okay. living in Florida. I'm in New Jersey. Great. So we are really an international crew tonight because Mel is still in Spain and I am in the Surrey countryside out of London. So if you're listening or watching this on replay, it's lovely to have you here. But let's cut to the chase. What we really want to learn about is what TRE is, ladies. And I don't know who wants to start off with just maybe a brief overview for people that never heard of it before. Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to recognize that being that we are quite international here, that is why TRE is brilliant, because it doesn't matter, you don't even need to be speaking a common language. What makes it beautiful is that everyone from all walks of life can come together and do something that innately we all do. We all shake and we've been so conditioned to believe that when we shake, we need to stop it because it evokes a sense of fear and it makes you feel like you're going out of control. Okay. And the idea behind TRE is rather than, you know, we logic everything in life. Our ego wants to control the nature of things and the mind doesn't often know how we feel or what we believe. And like Mel so brilliantly asked this morning, she said, you know, she was doing her little live uh, Instagram and saying, when someone asks you, how are you? What a loaded question that is. Like, how do you respond to that? And what TRE does is it gives you a safe way to explore the self with seven simple exercises that work kind of, uh, you know, up from the feet all the way up the body, from the bottom up. And we're bypassing the logical thinking mind. And then it evokes the natural shaking that we do when we're afraid or what animals do naturally in the wild. When animals fight, flee, or freeze, if they survive, the organism will shake itself into homeostasis. And that's what Dr. Bruselli found out. We can do that. We as humans can bypass our mind. Animals don't get traumatized like we do. We get traumatized because we get stuck in a story. So, so TRE is gonna take us through seven exercises, allow us to lie on the ground, shake, and kind of literally like a pressure cooker, let out the steam and bring us to really say, ha, huh, how am I feeling? Brilliant, thanks, Julia. And Jessica, have you got anything to add to, to that brilliant kind of overview of it because what I'm hearing and I don't know if Mel is it feels like it's a kind of reconnection to the body and whatever the body is wanting to do it's almost not freaking out about that would that would that generalize it 
Yeah, look, I think that it, it is exactly that. A chance to reconnect and get in touch with your body and let your body speak. And, you know, it's, it's all about connecting to the new language of the body, which can feel unfamiliar and a bit strange at first. But it's such a gift to be able to connect in that way. And the only thing I would add with what Juliet said is, you know, that nervous system and that shaking can happen when we're excited um, or when there's good stress and like focus and you need to be in the zone or say you've got wedding jitters. Um, so it can be, it's any state of that sort of arousal. And in both states, whether it's sort of the overwhelmed or over aroused, how do we bring ourselves back into balance and remember that we have the ability to shake? Yes. Okay. And, and, and why TRE? Why, why would we do it and, and who would we do it? Because I suppose the first question that comes up for me is helping people understand about the shaking and where it comes from or what dysregulation is like to the nervous system. Yeah. Well, dysregulation, as we know, is the root basically of all illness, disease, right? So we're dealing with stress, which is really a rather healthy energy. So we just need to find out how do we utilize our stress? How do we get to the point where we can come into a balanced state and recognize, oh, I'm high or low. Like we talk about the window of tolerance, like get to the point where it's like, I'm okay. And when we're in that okay state, our nervous system can self-heal. That can do its job while now we can recruit a mind that's eager to assist us. So we work bottom up with TRE so that we can literally clear the cobwebs in the lower parts of our being so we can recruit a more clear, calm, ready, online mind. Because the mind isn't like warped with trying to control things. Instead, it's saying, oh, she's okay, you know, how can I assist? So we're really renegotiating body with mind and helping them to work cooperatively. So now after you've done TRE, you're more open and willing to work maybe with what you do with EMDR or with CBT or with any kind of talk modality. You're just more ready and like we said, how are you? You're ready to receive you're ready to listen. It really pushes the back switch in the back of the brain, this amygdala. It shuts that switch off. So now our prefrontal comes on, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does make sense. So how do you deal with and what happens between, you know, people that are very stuck on in hyper arousal and then those that are stuck in hypo? How do you negotiate through exercises to get people back into the window of tolerance? Or even if somebody is really dissociated? What do you think, Jess? So in those instances, the great thing about TRE is meeting you where you're at. Not everybody has to do the exercises to get the tremors going. Sometimes actually just being allowed to lie on the floor and sense into your body and just learn to trust your body because as a trauma survivor depending on what your trauma has been 
sometimes it is just terrifying to be safe in the body and connect with your body. And so by slowly, little bit by little bit, connecting and learning the signals that your body is showing, if it's getting, um, if you're sort of hypo or hyper aroused, so you learn to develop this map and where you are on the map. Perfect, yeah. And it will seesaw, you know, if you're hypo, it will sort of slowly bring you up to baseline. If you're hypo, it's going to bring you down. And you may notice you switch. It's, it's sort of a constant dance. And how do you work with people generally through that dance, both of you? What, what, what would that look like? And, and that's an interesting, Jess, you could speak more on that. But for me, I do notice there is no one size fits all, even though we can have an intro workshop and we can give it bare bones and real basic. You know, everyone responds differently. So a breath and in-breath for one might be what you need to come out of depression, but that in-breath is going to make an anxious person more aroused. So it is, like Jess says, it's a dance and it's an art. And if you're working in a group, it's really having the insight, the intuition, the capacity as a provider to like be open and receptive to the energy of the group and to help read it and orchestrate in a way where someone that's really triggered you're not really speaking to that person you're maybe speaking to another person and they are receiving you know we're not putting anybody on the spot so to speak so i think you have to be real careful of some people don't want to put their video cameras on while we do have to watch you so there's and what do you think, Jess? It's difficult, but yet, what do, you, what do you think about that? How do you... Yeah, so, you know, a really sort of simple way of explaining it would be if a person is quite dysregulated, smaller tremoring times, it can literally be 10 seconds of tremoring. Yeah. And then take a break and then go back into it because it's like stepping into water and getting comfortable with water. Um. Then, so when we're saying understanding the signs, if you notice that all of a sudden you're starting to yawn, it's a sign your body is down regulating. Or if your stomach's gurgling, or if you notice your muscles relaxing, or your eyes watering, then if your lips are getting dry, or you notice you're tensing up, or you start getting racing thoughts, or an increase in heartbeat, that's a sign that you're quite sort of. Um, sort of up in that fight flight yeah. and, and if you feel like you're going to faint that's almost that freeze or collapse so rather the tight mu muscles very tight muscles would be a sort of a spasm would be a bit of that freeze yeah. so you know we teach you signs along the way like that so you really learn to know your body and know where you're at and to often see how quickly you might bypass something and go straight from 0 to 100. Hmm. Okay, amazing. Mel, have you got anything to add to that? I'd just like to, I mean, I'm just listening to, to you ladies and I, you know, what, what's coming to me is just how important this kind of work is to do as a trauma survivor. You know, I mean, I think back on all the years, I was just so dysregulated and so 
disconnected from myself I you know my heart might start beating fast and I wouldn't even have a clue like what does that mean and you know probably I would catastrophize and think I was about to have a heart attack and die you know and and it's kind of like this this ability to be able to trust yes again to to be able to to go inwards and, and trust that that self is, I mean, that has just been such a huge part of my recovery. Um, and I just think it, it's amazing that we have these modalities, you know, that are kind of getting more and more traction now that are allowing trauma survivors to, to get to that place quicker um, and, and easier. It's just, it's just beautiful to hear you talk about this. It really is. I'm really interested too about how dissociated or 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 how unsafe the body might feel for for some of certainly my clients and at what point would TRE come into their healing journey and would it be okay to send somebody who was completely disconnected and terrified of you know, any sensation that runs through the body, any movement, any energy flow, you know, gets either benzodiazepined or medicated out because every sensation is, is a threat. Is that something where TRE would come in or do they need more psychoeducation and a bit more how much bravery do you need to be able to allow the body to start to tremble? I mean, you know, Mel and I, thankfully, are far enough. I mean, I can pretty much shake, rattle and roll all on my own <laughs> without any problem. But I couldn't have done that 20 years ago. God. Well, I think Jess and I were talking about, I look at it twofold. It's a question of will and it's a question of capacity. So oftentimes with trauma, both of those aspects are defunct, like the will, the desire, um, being aware of your needs. And that's pretty much all over the place with somebody that is overwhelmed or even underwhelmed. So let's put that aside for now. And then it's capacity. Yeah. Um, do you have the energy availability? Do you, so if you're coming in and you're completely frozen, sometimes it's nice in this kind of forum to just come on and you don't have to participate. Just like Jessica's saying, you could actually just watch and, and just being with other people and feeling that you have a community, you yeah. can be listened to, you can witness, you can just be part of something. You may shake just without having anything, you know, directed at you, being asked to do anything. I don't know, Jess, what do you think with somebody like Mel, um, lose presenting what would you do would you go right into TRE or do more kind of capacity building definitely capacity building so you know the thing is TRE is not for everybody um, and that is in order to make it safe and yeah. um, so one of the common misconceptions with TRE is that you can just do it anytime anywhere um, but if you have a fundamental feeling of not being safe, what's really important is first to start working with, and you know, it's not that TRE isn't safe, it's that when there is such dysregulation, you, it's, you're unable to integrate. And then you end up re-traumatizing yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
So what, what needs to happen is sort of building that capacity, that ability to feel safe, which is done through psychotherapy. And if your psychotherapist um, or counselor is, I, I mean, you would need to be a clinical or counselling psychologist, um, is trained in TRE or EMDR, it's about using something that's going to feel safe and as less invasive as possible to begin with. And then when there's that point where either there's a rapport with um, the, the psychologist or a sense of safety when you read about TRE that it goes, actually, I'm interested in this. Sometimes 10 seconds of tremoring is enough. But it's very much about, and that's why when we run groups, we've got a sort of an indemnity form that we go through and we go, you know, have you been through this? Have you been for that? Because it can indicate whether TRE is a good fit for you or whether you actually need a one-on-one -on -one session rather than being in a group. And I think that leads into, when we talk about contraindications, like who's this not for? Yeah. And I think we have to be careful because interestingly, the list that says that it's not for is who it is for. So for instance, if there's, if you are like have fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue, that's why I came into this medical trauma um, injury, there's not enough peer-reviewed research right now. If you're pregnant, you come in and do it. I work with pregnant women all over that it's made their pregnancy simpler. Uh, it's just been great bonding with the child. Epilepsy, it's, it's improved the, the length of seizures. Uh, but we can't say, go do that because we have to be careful and we have to go you know, the safe route and say, listen, it's at your own risk. But... Um, we were we were talking about contraindications. They talk about um, if you're under, you know, so if you're taking psychiatric drugs and and you're with a lot of mental disease, let's say, you know, you need to work with your physician. The next question is, what does my physician know about TRE? Most of them don't know anything about it. So that's why it's nice to now group and put together a TRE provider. Speak with the medical practitioner, work as a team, understand each other's processes. How are we best trying to help this person? This is where team and communication is crucial because you know a lot of medical doctors, they just don't know alternative methods and they'll be quick to give you a chemical substance. So that's where education is so important and really getting into and try something. Just, just try a little bit. See for yourself how TR, how your body responds to TRE, but that's yeah what we need to do, communicate. If I may add to that, so definitely no no broken bones, no sprains, no spasms. If you're in pain, don't do it. That sort of like immediate pain. If you've had a surgery, no, because you need time for the stitches to heal. Um, when it comes to Blood pressure issues or mental health illness um, or diabetes, it is possible, and fibromyalgia, as Juliet was saying, those things are caution. So that's where doing a one-on-one -on -one session first um, with a certified provider rather than necessarily in a group setting is probably a better idea. Yeah.
And what is the difference between, you know, doing it on your own, doing it in a group or doing it with somebody like you guys first, especially for people that have got trauma? We have to be real cautious of people who have trauma. Like um, Jess was saying, we don't want to re-traumatize. So while for me, from my perspective, I like you to get this tool. If you're just an athlete, once more endurance, flexibility, recovery time. And when you do it within four times that you work with me, I use that kind of as a window to kind of observe where is this person? Are they safe? Are they within two days after you shake, within 48 hours, you'll notice what's coming up. Is there emotional like um, dysregulation? Are you really you know, not able to come out of your anger or real, is it activating sadness to the degree that you really should be talking with someone to process this before you act again? So I think we as the provider, we have the knowledge and the experience to kind of assess someone, notice where they are in the process and you know, kind of adapt accordingly. If you just go get the book or the video, which you can do, I would say somebody that's doing that has a will. You know, they already are ready. They know what they want. Um, they're eager to get help. Now, I would just caution when you do it, you know, I get people saying, I did the book, I did the video, it didn't work. I didn't shake because maybe they didn't feel safe. So I don't know, you have to try it. Each person has to give it a go and you have to know that there are trained practitioners. And the next question me and Jess were talking about, what if you don't have money, right? What if a lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm really sick, I need help. I just don't have the money, but people aren't investing in themselves. They're not committing to themselves. So how do we get them there, Jess? When we were talking about this, how do you get somebody to value themselves, recognize that they deserve, rather than go get your Starbucks and buy your cigarettes, and how do I put my money into self-care? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's realizing you are the investment. You know, that there is... I remember because when I first discovered TRE, I was so excited because it was a tool that I could do on myself. And being a trauma thriver, I wanted to feel empowered and know that I could heal myself. But one of the very common things is that we don't allow ourselves to be supported because we so, well, I so badly wanted to be empowered. Mm. And the biggest gift I gave myself was seeing myself as the investment and working out how could I save for a few sessions and how could I let myself be supported through this process? I hear you and I agree with you. And I, and I also feel that for trauma survivors or thrivers or, or, you know, in our journey, we need to reach out to another person or people. I mean, part of our healing or all of our healing gets done in relationships. And so that co-regulation piece is really, really important. And I even feel it myself. I mean, you know, with my EMDR healing, I've got my machine. I could sit there probably and work out the belief and do it all myself. But I would far rather do it in the eyes of a co-regulated other 
because we're all of us, those of us that have had trauma, all missing out on that attachment piece or that kind gaze or that soft word or that other. Absolutely. I think it's important as well to, and I know Lou and I have, have had this discussion many a time, is that, you know, even, and I can only speak for myself here, as a trauma thriver, there are still times when I get triggered. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would want to know that if I am doing something that is potentially, you know, putting me in in a place where I'm going to experience something that I haven't experienced before and especially for me being a sexual abuse survivor something that's going to happen to my body I want to know that I've got a safe a safe other there to to experience that with whether however healed you know or or far along my my journey I am you know it's still very important for me to know that I I have that safe space Absolutely. It's never ending process. And it's never that you're just there. You know, it's no matter how far we come every day, I look at it as a fresh start. It's a new day. And you really have to get out there in the morning and be intentional and, and, and end the day with intentionality. And, and never, I look at true healing for me, the first two words that I like to hear from clients are I'm ready. And then we're ready to go. And then it's, I don't know. And we're willing to let go of that need to have to know. And when we can work together and really say, I don't know, and just be open to have more questions when we're done than answers. And that's where I drive people crazy, but I love delving in and and just getting more curious. And there's so many questions to unearth. And we want to go into that expansive post-traumatic growth aspect as a co-regulator now you're a dynamo you're lit you have so much light to attract this beautiful energy and to help people step into their greatness and that's why i think we're here because this quick tool is a way to unearth and unlock and unleash potential that together as women or men and women we can really work together and say like jessica like she's great with here we go. Let's stay linear focused and I'm all over the place. How do we complement one another? How do we work together? You know, and, and that's key. And in South Africa, I'm so impressed with the TRE community. There's a big fire or there's something. They get together. They get out there. They're working together. It's not like a competitive thing where, you know, and that's where East Coast, it's a little bit, you know, we're still in compare and despair. It's a little bit competitive. So it's nice to work internationally and join forces. I have a question. Um, how appropriate or is this something that potentially in some form could be taught in schools? Absolutely. Children. Absolutely. I think it should be in every gym class. Mm. I think it should be if you make it just physical, if you have trained staff, trauma-informed counselors, which right now it is now we need to do this. In school, when these kids are running about and then they lie down five minutes, just diffuse that energy, bring them back. And if you get them back into homeostasis or just back into their bodies, 
they go back into that classroom after lunch and they're ready. They're ready to talk. Can I, can I just have a caveat here? Yes. Because I know that somebody watching will be having a, a breakdown at the moment. Yeah. We have a, a teacher that watches and that watches quite a lot of our live Facebooks and gets a little bit fed up when everybody says, we've got to do it in school. We've got to do it in school. Because she says that, send the people in but the teachers that are there already with what they're asked to do she said if we get asked to do one more thing that's, that's perfect i'm so glad you said that because yeah. i'm a long-time educator yeah. i went through the educational system with so many suicides so much of that's why i went into counseling and the mistake is to believe that we're making you we're asking more of you what yeah. i started doing locally is the teachers are involved in the process and they are getting down-regulated as well. We're making their life easier. Everybody's coming on the same page. We're making an atmosphere of co-regulation. So when a teacher recognizes, ha, ah, I feel good, they don't even have to teach more or do anything. Their presence alone is making life so much easier for those kids. And those kids see a teacher that is safe, that smiles, that has social engagement, that says to a kid, how are you doing? Like Mel said, how are you today? And really has five seconds to listen. Or, you know, the kid can feel safe to go share something other than page 16 in their science book. You know, like it's just really, and then the administration, it's bringing everybody into a more cooperative space to say, hey, we're in this together. Yeah. I hear you. So, so just going back then, how do we do or get involved in TRE? What are the steps to, to start? Yes, why don't you talk about what we're offering? So for the Trauma Thrivers group, we're offering some TRE introductory workshops and that's going to be on um, some Saturdays and some Wednesdays. We'll put up the link at the end and the idea is it's literally going to cost you $12 to attend that so that's a, what, two cups of coffee um, depending I'm thinking got to try and put the different equation in my head but um, working from rands into dollars versus pounds yeah um, and the idea is so in that session what we're going to do is bring in this stress response where you're going to learn like what actually goes on in your body, how to recognize what's going on, and then get a full experience of the actual TRE process. And then our hope is after that to continue offering groups. Okay, great. Um, and are we going to get a, a, a demo today? Yeah. Is that what we were moving into next? Absolutely, yes. So to give everybody a taste to be able to see what it looks like, um, Lou and Melanie have kindly offered to demonstrate the TRE process. So Juliet and I will be facilitating um, you two so you can see rather than us explain what's happening. Okay. okay. Awesome. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I will, um... Do, okay. I, do you want me to go to my mat now? So yeah. we're going to start on the mat. Okay. okay. All right. And we're going to start with the warm-up exercises. So you can start just by standing on your mat. 
Alright, so standing with your feet, hip width apart. Great, and then there's a soft bend in your knees. That's it. So ideally there's no pain while you're doing these exercises. If there, you feel anything, please feel free to adjust your body. Okay, so what you're going to do is roll onto the outside of your left foot and the inside of your right foot. So almost like you're skiing. That's it. Switch across to the other side. And switch. And as you're doing this, just notice if one side of your body feels different to the other side. And switch. And switch. And switch. And switch. And back to the center. Shake out your legs. Okay. Now we're going to do some lunges. So, you're first going to open your legs so they are slightly wider than shoulder width apart. Your knees are bent and then you're slowly going to roll down. Rest your hands either on the ground or if your back's feeling a little bit tight, you can rest on your knees. And you'll take three deep breaths here. So just for the viewers, we're doing a very, you know, brief, how would you say it, uh, a, a condensed version of the seven exercises. That's it. So now you're going to walk both of your hands across to your left foot and bend your left knee. So it's a side lunge. Three, and relax your head. Three deep breaths. That's it. And once again, just noticing what's happening in your body as you're doing this. Really feel that stretch in the low back, the inner upper thighs, just kind of surrender, let your jaw relax. And then across and just, the yeah. side. That's it. Three deep breaths. You might notice a little bit of tremoring in your legs. You might not notice anything. After your third breath, back to the center. And then you're going to walk your hands through your legs to the back of the room. So a nice bend in the knees and walk in your hands right through your legs. Yeah. Relax your head. That's it. Three deep breaths. Nice relaxed shoulders, palms up. Face your fingertips to the back wall. And breathe. Feel that breath come up the spine. Nice out breath through the mouth. Kind of surrendering with every out breath. Let your legs just relax. Notice if you feel you know, any tremoring or sensation. And then when you're ready, slowly unwind. 
heel toeing your feet so they're about just wider than shoulder width apart. So now I'm going to turn to the side so you can see what I'm doing. This is going to be a stretch for the psoas muscle. Okay, so with your feet facing the front and your hands as though they're going into your jean pockets, the knees are bent and you're going to push your hips forward. That's it. And three deep breaths to the front as you are. That's it. Noticing if you're feeling a pull on either side and engaging your bun to protect your back. Mm -hmm. If it feels strenuous at all, please come out from this position, twisting your hips over to the left and looking over your left shoulder gently. Taking three deep breaths, relaxing into the pose. And when you're ready, twisting across to the other side, looking over the other shoulder, taking three deep breaths. Really breathing into your hips. It's where we hold so much emotion. That right hip holds so much anger. Left hip holds grief. So we're just breathing, opening through the, the pelvis, pelvic floor. The psoas muscle holds all of our emotion, emotional muscle. And back to the center and giving your body a nice shake. That's it, feeling your shoulders coming up and down to your ears. Okay, and the legs and the hands. Right, and you can make your way onto your back, onto the mat. Great. Just checking you're both doing okay there? Fine. Good. <laughs> Alright, great. So now what you're going to do is put the soles of your feet together, touching like a frog, and bring your feet as close to your buttocks as you can. You want me to demo with you, like on the floor here? or? Uh, they seem to have it, but it's fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, then what you're going to do is lift your hips up off the ground. That's it. And you're going to squeeze your bum as you're doing so. If at any point you start to get tired, please come down and rest for 10 seconds. During this position, you might start to notice some shaking or some swaying in your body. That's the psoas muscle activating for the tremoring process. So remember to take a break if you need and remember to breathe. Those feet coming together like this, it literally closes our electrical loop. It creates, our feet give so much energy. So we're making a closed circuit. And it's nice when you, I like to like do little kegels and like when you tighten your glutes just a bit, you can activate some of that energy in the root of the body. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just notice the difference between tension 
and relax. So remember to take a break if you need. We're going to be here for about another 30 seconds. And breathe. Nice breath. So I'm seeing a little bit of swaying going on. And if not swaying, a little bit of bouncing. Okay. So remembering, if at any point either of you want to stop or take a break during your process, listen to your body. It's far more important than my instructions. And hips back down to the ground. Now from where your feet are, you're going to move them slightly further downwards so you're in a diamond shape. That's it. That's right. That's great. Okay. And this is your rest position. If that is uncomfortable, what you can always do is straighten out your legs. Okay? So over the next few minutes, you're slowly going to bring your knees closer together. I'll guide you during that point, but if your body says something different, please listen. So from where you are now, bringing your knees five fingers closer towards each other. So ever so slightly up, your knees come up. That's it. And what we're doing here is we're starting to just fatigue the muscles by having that dynamic of the open stretch plus a little bit of muscle tension to help activate the tremors. Juliet, is there anything you want to add? I would just say here, just, you know, awareness of, you know, you can keep your eyes closed or open. If you feel that you're dissociating a bit, make sure you do open your eyes and identify three things in the room and just kind of bring your breath on down into the belly, into the legs, feel the floor beneath you and just whatever you need to do to feel that I'm okay, right here, right now. And breathe. And aware of that, the energy between the feet, feeling very anchored into the feet. and bringing your knees up five fingers closer. And as they get closer, you might notice that there's a slight tremor that comes. And if it's not there yet, that's also okay. Right, and when the mind gets busy, as it will, just recognize it. If it's saying, what am I doing here? What is that, you know, just recognize. What is it? Give it a word like um, judging or trying to uh, control and then give the mind, okay, control, back to the breath, back to the body. Mm. That nice belly rise, belly fall, nice deep breath.
and bringing your knees another five fingers closer together. And remember to look out for those points that your body is down regulating. So if you notice you're yawning or your stomach's gurgling or you're noticing your muscles relaxing, please take a break. Or if you notice that your mouth is getting dry or your heart's racing a bit, just really being kind and compassionate. There's no need to push through. So, Lou, are you feeling anything, any sensation, any, what are you noticing? I'm noticing I'm just about starting to tremor. Okay. But not like the first session I did with you. So it's starting now. I'm also noticing that my breath is getting deeper. I'm down regulating. I yawned a couple of times. Good. Uh, I just feel like, yeah, my stomach maybe is gurgling a bit. But, but, but I was shaking before when we were up on our knees and swaying. Now there's a slight tremble coming into the legs. And you're okay with it? Yeah, I love it. Okay, good, good. How about you, Mel? What are you noticing? So my legs are trembling quite a bit. Um, I'm noticing I'm smiling a lot. Yeah. What do you think that is? Joy. Huh? It feels like joy. It feels very joyful. Okay. I'm being naughty. Yeah, what are you thinking? She can't wait to go see her boyfriend in a little bit. We did such an abbreviated, uh, you know, exercise routine. The body's just dying to speak. It just has so much in it. So if you just give it the chance, um, you know, and, and as you're noticing, it's happening. Less is more. We don't want, like you said, we don't want to compare Lou to the first time and this time. No two times are the same. The body will present differently and just respect it. And, and like, Jess has helped me to realize with less, just inquire and notice, like when I'm not trying, hey, what's the body want to show me? Let it guide, you know, let it be the guide. So when you're ready, you can put the soles of your feet flat down and your knees are still bent. It just takes some pressure off the ankles. That's it, and your feet are still fairly close together. That's it, yeah. Lou, if you want to bring your feet slightly closer to your body, that might increase your tremors a little bit. You want to find your happy spot where it feels effortless um, and like you're getting a good tremor. So I'm going to just trust you to, to navigate that. So feel whether it's a little bit closer or a little bit further away. Melanie, you okay there? Yeah, my legs are tremoring. Good. Okay. <laughs> are you comfortable with it? Okay, very. Great. Yeah, and it's important once you get that comfortable, happy spot, you stay there for a minute or even two, let it establish itself. 
before you make any adjustment and just breathe and notice. And just so a little uh, more info here of this process. So initially we activated our stress response in a safe controlled manner as we're doing here. You're in control of the process at any time. You can stretch your legs out completely, pull your toes back to your nose. It will stop the process immediately. You could roll to one side, get a drink. You listen to your body. But where you are right now, when the feet are flat, we've allowed the energy, the contractions to move from the lower part of the body, more of the autonomic kind of nervous system, into now the central nervous system, where it gives the tremoring a chance to come up into the spine, right? Up into the brain stem. If, you know, it's going to move as you give it permission to where it needs to go. All right. And when you're ready, you're going to straighten out your legs. We're going to go into integration. Okay. So really, this was a express TRE session tonight. Okay. You might feel the need afterwards to um, carry on tremoring later on in your own capacity. And especially if you've tremored before. And especially... This only applies to those who have tremored. Um, go ahead. Mel, since you've had your um, little experience, we will send you information for doing it on your own too. Um, but it can often leave one feeling afterwards, like especially when it's such a small dose, the body goes, yes, I really want more of this. Yes. And integration. So everyone understands. I like a visual of whether you're shaking up a snow globe and that snow is very, you know, chaotic and then it settles. And as it settles, the flakes or even sand in the ocean, it creates that murky water. And when the sand settles, it's in a new configuration on the bottom of the ocean. So that's what's happening. We've even if it's very minor, we've moved energy physically, emotionally, mentally, even spiritually, your whole energy system has been affected. So now we're allowing it to repattern, to recalibrate. Mm -hmm. And we want to give, it's very important, no matter how long you tremor, you must do two minutes at the end of integration to kind of congeal and mm -hmm. set this new state. Absolutely, Juliet. Absolutely. So when you're ready, just giving your body a chance to express itself, whether that's a nice stretch, whether it's a roll from side to side, just see what your body's after. And then after you've jiggled around a bit, you can lie down again and just see what it feels like. Notice, how does your body feel compared to before you started? Seeing from head to toe if anything's different and not judging. Just noticing. 
I definitely, um, I definitely think I feel more relaxed. And where do you notice that in your body? Um, I think I notice it in my legs. And actually around here, it just Solid feels mm -hmm. softer. Um, just calmer. I feel like I could have a nice sleep now. Beautiful. It's really interesting because I, I kind of feel the opposite, actually. Um, it's given me a feeling of really kind of coming to life. And yeah. I feel this like life and this energy just yeah. running through my body and I want to kind of dance. And yeah. And that's so important to mention when you do this practice, if you feel like Mel's saying, you do it in the morning get to your day, you're focused, you have good energy, you're intentional. And for Lou, if that's giving you that nice little hit of, you know, um, serotonin or like just that uh, warm milk at night feeling that would help prepare you for a beautiful sleep. And you might do it again, Mel. And if you're doing it in the evening, you might say, hey, I feel real relaxed and ready. So you, you play with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's best for you. I have to say that was that was a really, really incredible experience. Um, I mean, I've done I've done somatic work before, but very felt very different to that. That was really that was really quite quite amazing. So thank you. Thank you both. Yeah, that was absolutely lovely. And I'm not going to compare it to any other time. I'm lucky enough to have done it before. But I do, I do really find it powerful. And I think it's really, really effective. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I suppose I'm wondering as I'm lying there, thinking and shaking and all the rest of it, whether often what comes up with the shaking is the emotion or you know, the, the cognitive belief or whatever is hit in the body and, and how you would deal with that, both of you, when there is uh, a strong sense of an emotional release uh, along with the physical release. For me, and then I'll let you speak, Jess, I allow, if, the, if you are safe with the expression, we allow it. Yeah. And if I'm with you one-on-one, -on -one, I can help contain or anchor you. And, 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 or it's nice, we recommend you have somebody, if you feel overwhelmed, have a loved one or someone supporting you so they can anchor you at your feet or be that presence. Or you put yourself in a very small, between the bed and the chair. You make your space more intimate so it doesn't feel overwhelming. There are ways to feel contained and safe and we make sure to recognize that. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, completely agree with you, Juliette. And you know, that's the benefit of attending a workshop is we really go through all these things on how you create safety um, and how to recognize when emotions coming up and what to do. There are a lot of little tips along the way. Okay. Have we got any questions at all, Mel, have you noticed? No, oh, no questions. Um, just sort of people that's me 
Is that you, Lou? Yeah. I can't quite come out of it, but there you go. I have now. Okay. I have this real feeling. I just wanted to um, say this, and I don't know if it's <clears throat> if it's true, um, that the feelings, the emotions that came up for me were, I think it feels like ones that had I was I was repressing. It feels like I've been wanting to feel that that joy probably for a while now, but something's been stopping me from feeling it. Um, yeah. And that really gave me the space to just allow it to happen. So I, I'm guessing this, um, if that is true in the case of, of what happens, just reiterates how important it is to do it in a safe space because it may not have been joy that came up for me. It may have been something that didn't feel so good. Exactly. And um, if I may, let me just take you on a journey to this graph in my room. So some of you might be familiar with polyvagal theory, where you've got your baseline, where you're feeling grounded, where you feel joy. That's the sort of green zone at the bottom. And then you've got your fight, flight, freeze, and overwhelm. So it sounds like what happened for you, Melanie, is there might have been something in the fight, flight that was almost blocking that joy. And through TRE, it helped you down-regulate sort of more into that baseline. And, you know, we've got to remember that it's not necessarily, you could be regulating differently on your physical, mental, emotional, um, spiritual bodies. So you're not necessarily doing all. It's a very um, dynamic process. We do, so we do have a question. Um, Tracy's saying, I get the tremors, but don't feel anything particularly exciting. What do you think that reveals, if anything? So re repeat that. She's saying she does not feel anything right now. She's saying she doesn't, I, I get the tremors, but don't feel anything particularly exciting. Hmm. What do you think that reveals, if anything? I, I'm guessing... And, and Tracy, correct us if, if we're wrong, is that when she's saying she doesn't feel anything particularly exciting, there's no very obvious. Yes, and that's very important to, this process, like anything vibrational, will continue to work on the body in 4, 48 to 72 hours. So integration isn't a one and done two minute. So what just happened, we might not be aware of right now, even though it's mild and it's subtle, it's very important now to stay aware, stay hydrated, treat yourself well, be aware, maybe have a journal at your bedside. When you go to bed tonight, it's very likely some powerful emotions may come through. Tomorrow, you may wake up and feel off. There might be anger, there might be sadness, there might be something. And when you wake up, just notice that because we've shifted and it's not going to present right away. So that's why I say three R's. We recognize what comes up. We respect it by noticing, like Lou said, right here, my solar plexus feels more open or soft. So you notice, oh, I feel hot. This heat is up here in my chest or in my head. Oh, this feels like anger. Try to verbalize, try to identify, try to respect it, be in it. And then you could always redirect it with some 
nice breathing, go for a walk, take a bath. So the three R's allow you to recognize it, respect it, don't fight it, and then redirect it with something that moves the energy in a way that feels appropriate. You know, what I want to add to um, the question is that for some people, they may not even tremor for the first six sessions. Some people don't tremor and some people don't feel anything. Yeah. And that happens. And it can either be a person is sort of almost, a, the tremor needs to work physically. It's still got to take a while to work on those deeper layers, as yeah. Juliet was saying. Um, and sometimes it's the difference between tremoring on yourself. So I'd be interested to know if um, the the question was coming from a person who was tremoring on their own or if they had been in facilitated session because this brings in the co-regulation again. And maybe that is what's um, inhibiting the emotional side from going through and the sort of the and cognitive, the memories, because TRE releases in a thinking space, an emotional space, and a dream space, and the physical space. I think it's really important to point out here, you know, as with any type of, you know, therapy, any type of healing, any, everything is okay. You know, I just want to kind of say to, to, to Tracy, it's, it's okay to not you know feel I mean it took me years to be able to name an emotion or know what what it was or to feel it in my body or you know the fact that today I've been able to say I felt joy you know a few years ago I probably would have thought that I was having some kind of anxiety attack like I would have known that that's what it was so you know it's okay to be at the point of, of not being able to recognize or, or name that yet. And again, I think that's perfect because same with me, I did TRE because I felt like I was always dying. Like, oh my gosh, who's gonna help me? And I would get panicky and have panic attacks. When I got a tool like this, I realized, well, I can do some me search, let go of the research and go and read on Google, I'm dying of this and dying of that and start to realize, well, after I did this, I slept better. So that's now experiential. I slept better, but you're not gonna know that till later tonight. So just be on watch. What is showing up for me? You might do it a second time. Something's different, like Mel's saying, be aware. And then just take notes. And, and each time it could be a little different, but you really have to be persistent. This practice needs to be consistent. It's like brushing your teeth. The first time I say it's like a deep clean, your gums are swollen, there might be bleeding because you haven't flossed, you haven't done whatever. You're a little sore. So you could feel sore tomorrow. That's all normal. And then it's kind of get the cleaning, cleaning, get up to where you're kind of ready to go a maintenance program. Mm -hmm. And then you can pull back and do it as needed. So consistency is key and, and being aware and intentional. Brilliant. Mel, have we got any more questions? No, I mean, Tracy has just come back and said, um, I tremored with someone in training and then by myself, I wanted to know, uh, do you have to have an emotional response for TRE to work or help? I'm imagining the answer to that is no. no. 
think you know if if you felt something in your body that's good enough for now um and and then you just you just stick with it. it's like any process you know my experience is that any process when you're in it whatever is going on for you is what's supposed to be going on for you right now and if it feels like something is happening then that's great and you can and it could be nothing is happening and you say i felt nothing but the ego wants to say this doesn't work and you know quit because it might be afraid it's going to lose so we don't have to understand any of it but you just recognize oh there might be a little resistance or 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 i'm bored just mm. respect it all whatever information lovely well it's been a brilliant hour thank you ladies and talking of consistency where do or how do people get to hear from you or see you again so there is an event um event bright link let me just grab it um and i'll put it in the chat that we're on and then you can put it on the facebook link um otherwise we can always send it in a post um on the trauma thrivers group okay here it's coming okay fabulous yeah mel and i will work that one out and how to do it at some point and in the meantime thank you both very much and thanks for the experience today and hope to catch up with you again soon yeah, I'd love to hear how you're feeling, how you slept, what happens in the next 48 hours. We'll <laughs> keep you posted. Bless <laughs> you guys. Thank you. All right. Lovely to see Good you. Everybody. See you soon. Bye. 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 B